Windows Blue podcast and camera tips. It's time for Hello and welcome to Ajaz Tech. I'm your host, Alex Zarnowski. I'd like to remind you that Ajaz Tech is part of Ajaz Networks. Please be sure to visit ajaznetworks.com for all of our latest shows and blogs, including The Salinor Show, Rant, and Internet Amazings. Screenshots of the next version of Windows have leaked online. If Windows 8 wasn't confusing enough, Windows Blue adds even more features to the Windows 8 mishmash of tiles. And now, live tiles are even smaller. There's also the addition of side-by-side snap views, more customization, and good old IE11. If you're an Android user, you may or may not have found a good solution to search for podcasts. You have Stitcher and TuneIn Radio, just to name a few. On iOS, Apple has provided its users with the Podcasts app. Recently, it was updated to version 1.2.1, stripping it of its skeuomorphic tape reel and adding a very useful feature called Stations, which allows you to create custom playlists of your favorite shows. Also, they've added something which I find to be useful, a simplified lists interface, which displays only the latest episode until you manually add old episodes. I think it works well for the implementation of stations, but some users may find this a bit frustrating if they had been used to instantly viewing all the episodes at once without going one window level deep. The feature does, however, make the interface cleaner. And given that podcasts are unique in the sense that they are relevant in relation to the newest episode, it makes sense to display only the newest by default. March, so far, has been DSLR month with the announcement and release of a few new options from both Nikon and Canon. The rumored Nikon D400 was not announced, nor was a successor to the Canon 70, the Mark II. What we got from Nikon was the D7100, the successor to the ever-so-popular D7000, and two new flavors from Canon, the T5i and the world's smallest DSLR, the EOS Rebel SL1. Ranking the cameras from price point and feature set from lowest to highest, it would be the SL1, the T5i, and the D7100. Each model gets more expensive and feature-rich as you go up. The SL1 at the lowest price offers additional camera effects aimed at those looking to transition into SLR photography. The T5i and the D7100 are aimed at the more serious shooters. I personally would choose the D7100, having 51 focus points, 100% viewfinder coverage, 24 megapixels, and weather sealing comparable to that of the D800. As I've read, for both specs and the price, around $1,200 depending on where you shop, you are getting a killer deal and a great SLR. That isn't to say that the T5i isn't stellar. It does have the advantage of including a touchscreen which folds out and rotates, as well as a brand new 18 megapixel sensor. But remember, specs are nothing without the photographer behind the lens. So, here are a few quick tips for DSLR owners that shoot both videos and photos. My first tip could almost be my last if the other two weren't so important. Buy good glass. It's for life. Good glass means sharper images, less distortion, and in some cases, shallow depth of field that will help you isolate your subject. Even if you're only a beginner, good glass will impress just about anyone. Almost no one will suspect your skills. I would personally recommend prime lenses to start. They will teach you discipline and force you to reframe your subjects by moving the camera. For video, prime lenses will look great, but search for a great quality zoom lens so that you are able to vary your focal length at any given moment, especially for documentary style shooting. Another excellent thing to learn about would be the basics of hyperfocal distance or obtaining critical focus. The relationship between aperture and distance to your subject and the area in which your subject stays in focus 
is extremely important to producing quality work. Taking the time to read up on this is quite valuable and will allow you to visualize in your mind approximately how to arrange your subjects within your frame on your Z-axis. Finally, if you are shooting video, always make sure you have selected the correct pixel dimensions as well as the frame rate. A camera like the D7100 offers a wide range of frame rates as well as the option to shoot in fields. So, if you see 1080i, 60, or 50, don't confuse the 60 or 50 for frames per second. The I in 1080i changes the meaning to most technically interlaced frames. 1080i60 means a pixel aspect ratio of 1920 by 1080 and a frame rate of 2997 frames per second. Your detail may increase using interlaced frames. The loss in quality while panning is highly noticeable around the edges of your subjects or objects. This is why a progressive frame rate is preferred, like 24 or 25p or 30p. Also, you want to make sure that your shutter speed is adjusted properly. Make sure to use a shutter speed that is double the frames per second as a base. For example, if you are shooting in 30 frames per second, use a shutter speed of 1 over 60. Your stylistic choices can come later by simply adjusting the shutter speed to achieve that desired look or feel. Well, that's all for this episode of Age Tech. Got Stitcher? We're on it, so get it. Stitcher is an award-winning provider of news talk and radio for your mobile phone. Stitcher Smart Radio, the smarter way to listen to radio. You can find all of our podcasts, including Cinema Clash and The Saliner Show, at ajaznetworks.com. Follow me at twitter.com slash ajaztech and search for my name on Google+. You can email me at ajaztech at gmail.com. Find this show and more at AJAZ Networks. Originally different media for your personal taste.